0: Based around black culture, current events, entertainment, best friend series, black love series, and
1: controversial and informative topics and shows featuring special guests. Subscribe, listen, and follow on all podcasts and social media platforms. <laughs> and we are live unapologetic Apologetic Podcast, Chicago, Illinois, number one. In these Chicago streets, I'm Sir Gilbert Live, and we have a very special guest, Arthur Shatrice Marshall in the building. Today, we'll get to her in just a second, joined by the actual and factual, Kim Smith. How are you tonight?
2: Blessed like a Howard favorite.
1: How about yourself? <laughs> All right. Uh, Kim is an avid reader. Oh, and, yes. Uh, favorite pastime. Looking forward to getting into the book, I'm Not Cursed or Am I, by Miss Chetrice Marshall. Holy, the podcast killer. How are you doing today? Um, It's not like we left. I'm not going to be in on the
3: joke. We still <laughs> get from the last <laughs> show. of all, So whatever I say the next show, I'm okay. I'm, get in line.
1: I, I'm great. Glad Thank to be here this following Wednesday. Thank uh, Thanks. Really, the, the, the day of the week doesn't matter the podcast world. We Best. are joined by Arthur Shantrice Marshall. How are you today? Good. <laughs> I'm Everybody. not cursed or am I and we can go you can go get this book at www. here's the book here's the book we love books here and we love to promote black authors yes so, Amazon too so and Barnes
4: and Noble
2: uh, Matter of fact, before we Barnes jump into it, going. give them a lineup of where they can get everything in your social media if
4: they have any questions to get in touch with you. Okay, so my social media is queen underscore Chanterese. My mm-hmm. website is www.queenschanterese.com. Mm-hmm. My book is available on Amazon and also Barnes and Noble. Come mm-hmm. on,
1: man. This is such a on. love. Hold it for us uh, so the people can see us live on Facebook and Instagram. It is such a lovely cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, what inspired the uh, cover for the book?
4: So I had did a photo shoot about four months before I actually started writing the book. Well, I've been trying to write this book for about 10 years, but I had did a photo shoot before I started actually like, okay, I'm going to do this book. And when she asked me like, okay, do you have a picture for the cover of your book? And I'm like, yeah, it was meant to be. (laughs) (laughs) It it really like, I really tapped into myself and it really was like, I'm not cursing, am I? And it's like, let me look me right in my face and... See if I'm not her servant. I, I love, love that. I do. Yeah, I do. I
3: love that. No filter, y'all. She looked just like this fucking book. She <laughs> <Yeah. clears> did. <throat> um, me personally, when you hit Black Altar, you had this vision mm-hmm. of this sheltered, weirdo looking woman. <laughs> and when she pulled because remember, we, this? this is what this I said. I'm thinking of the Gwendolyn Brooks with a pull up to my damn house. Wow. okay. And mm-hmm. um, she pulled I'm like, yeah, I didn't know she was uh, as young. Because um, as I say, Word of mouth is how we met and hearing um I yeah my girl so I is a smooth dude. So I'm like Lidell don't know ugly people, I don't think. So when she pulled up and I like, oh, what the hell is this pretty young lady fucking writing books for? And so Whoa, pulled me in was the concept mm-hmm. Like, um, by the title I didn't know But she brought up a lot of little debates That I'm so interested to get into Because mm-hmm. even though we did the last show I have been keeping some of my thoughts in On some of the chapters or whatever Kim, how did you enjoy it? I loved it. I
2: um, The same, when I originally read the title, I thought I was going into a story. I didn't realize I was going into multiple stories. So when I uh, flipped up the page over and realized that you were going to walk through different traumas, um, that sparked my interest even more because I was, like you said, everybody in here can relate to something in this book. And I 100% uh, feel like like you put the nail in the head on
4: that one.
1: And Thank what you inspired you to become an author? This is your first book? Absolutely. Oh, what yeah. inspired you to write and become an author?
4: so I've been trying to write this book for like 10 years like journaling in my phone journaling in a notebook like 3 in the morning when I couldn't sleep and it just was like generational curses generational curses and what stood out to me was my pastor John Hanna years and years ago was like uh, you know be happy you're not your mother or your father Mm -hmm. and that's not to say like your mother or father are bad people but what not so good traits are you happy that was like okay yeah I don't want to be like him I don't want to be like her like I'm glad that shit skipped me and that was like, okay, let me dig more into it and let me be aware of my surroundings and dig deeper into me and how I grew up and my family and my other side of the family and other people I encounter. So it just starts standing out to me. And I'm like, okay, yeah, no matter what race you are, no matter if you grew up rich or poor, we all have some type of generational trauma. Dig,
1: dig, dig, dig. And where uh, where are you from?
4: Chicago, South side.
1: Southside, Chicago, what area? What high school?
4: I went to Bogan.
1: Oh, okay. Southwest side. Yes. Southwest side. Okay, you talk about your parents and your grandparents uh, on the back. Uh, describe them, your relationship and how you grew up.
4: Well, my mother and father had me when I was 15 years old, so my father's mother stepped up and raised me. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. um, yeah. You know, with that, I would say I had a good childhood. You know, I have other siblings, so we didn't grow up. So I kind of think that that kind of caused a different adversity with, you know, being raised separately. So, I would say I can't complain because I'm not really mad at my parents because it's like I choose not to hold on to that because Mm -hmm. I feel like I did not have to go through anything that made me bitter with not being raised by my parents. There you Mm -hmm. go. Mm -hmm. So, that kind of made me release that, but it also made me dig deeper into who I am.
3: Do you think being raised by your grandmother, like some of us, well, me especially in my room... In this room, my mother had me at um, 14, okay. so I had a young mother, and like I said, I looked to my grandmother kind of as that maternal figure, um, God rest her soul. Do you think they gave you, like, more maturity, or do, yeah. as you say, not to be redundant, you had the regular childhood you thought you would have with your um, your mother? Right. I'm asking.
4: Yeah, I think it made me have more wisdom. Mm. It made Mm -hmm. me, uh, you know, grow up in a two-parent household. Mm -hmm. So that kind of make you have an outlook on different things and kind of have you, like you didn't grow up off Survivor, you grew up off off love. love. That's true.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, that's something that, man, let's get to talking about these chapters.
1: (laughs) And uh, before we go to that, Mm -hmm. what about being a parent? You are a parent, uh, was... Was there something there's something that uh, we relate to, that we talk about how we knew that when we became parents that we wanted to, you know, parent this way or act this way or not do mm-hmm. certain things? Uh, how, how has parenting been? Uh, parenting, I had my
4: first daughter when I was. 19 right out of high school mm-hmm. so I always tell her I didn't get a chance to get that experience of going off to college and that was one thing that I kind of regret mm-hmm. so uh growing up once again I had her when I was still living at home with my grandparents so it's like I had that crush to help me to learn how to be a mother mm-hmm. I didn't have to immediately jump out there and become a mother out there trying to figure it out I had my grandparents and then they gave me an opportunity to be a nurse and go to nursing school while living at home as well oh, beautiful Um, But I still had challenges with being a single mother falling short, you know, uh, right now, it's okay. We're going through the teenager stage. Oh. There's no handbook for that. You better know it. I think I'm a good parent. Yeah, we <laughs> But here. I still have those challenges that make me question like, damn, really? Like, <laughs> what, what am I doing? You yeah. know, this teenage stage makes me want
2: to second guess your parents skills. Ooh, Lord. I pray for y'all yeah. every day. I really, truly do. Um, there were certain things in the book that just hit me. Like, we're going to break down the chapters 100%, but one of the things that jumped out to me uh, when I originally first opened the book was uh curses are tied to choices Mm -hmm. Like when you put that what like in your mind like where where where, where did that come from are you saying that the choices we make going forward bring in the generational trauma or
4: kind of break that down I feel like when you make a choice not to be aware of the generational mm-hmm. curse that you're living in, when pride and ego overcome that and you choose not to change and not to better yourself and not to break the curse, you have no choice but to pass it on to your kids. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: You mentioned um, the pastor on um, Roosevelt and So, am I correct? That's him? Mm-hmm. The, that church? John. <laughs> yeah. down. He's in his own outside. church now. Okay. But that was when they were down in USC. I was like, the yeah. name, right? I was mm-hmm. like, to do no Roosevelt and Hossa. From the book Going into why I thought you, I knew you was gonna hit off with Kim. Why I thought it would work with good ones because it is heavily Bible influenced, and I didn't see that coming. So, the basis of every story is I'm not gonna go past what we're doing is Bible influence. Mm -hmm. Like, as you were journaling on your journey to write this, did you, did it come to you naturally to incorporate the Bible or? Along the process of you telling the stories, did you say it's a scripture for that? Mm. Like I was wondering that as I was reading it. Yeah.
4: Um that now that part, you know, you know, I already had the generational curses stuff kinda written down, but I choose I chose at the end to incorporate the scriptures, mm. the affirmations. Uh-huh. I feel like that's really the only way to break it. It's like a day I want it to be like a daily devotion, like the steps on motivation on how to break it and I feel like you can't break it without God. Mm. So I had no choice Amen. but to
3: incorporate a script. As I was reading, I just kept hearing this person right here. Like, mm-hmm. man, You're it's so horrible. good with life. Hey, it's it's happening. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> mm-hmm. uh, another one
2: that jumped out to me, being aware is being alive.
4: Yeah.
2: What like what was the uh, like motivation behind that? Like, what do you mean with, like, do you mean being alive in the moment, being aware of, being aware
4: of the generational curses brings you life? I feel like some people not living. Oh, okay. I feel like they're just existing. So it's like until you really know who you are, what you come from, and what you up against, you're really not living to better yourself. Okay. You're just kind of like existing mm-hmm. day by day. Like no morals, no values, no goals, no dreams, no nothing. Mm-hmm. You just stuck into what you would, you just stuck into the cards that was dealt to you as life. Mm-hmm. So I feel like once you're aware of who you are and what you want to become and what you want to break, and that's when you fully live and walk into your purpose in life.
1: Tell us about um, your faith mm. um, mm-hmm. and growing up. I know you grew up with your grandparents and grandparents. You know, um, it's, it's really no struggle. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 You, you go, go smooth mm-hmm. grandparents. Yeah. You know? So, so tell us about your faith and how that played a role in your childhood and you know adulthood as well. Then how you raise your
4: children? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my grandfather—not um, the one I was raised with—but my other grandfather will always take me to church on the weekends as a kid. So mm-hmm. he kind of incorporated God, and as I was a kid, I used to always say, "Like I see angels in the room. I see angels in the room." Just mm-hmm. saying that God was sending signals that He was always protecting me, mm-hmm. like through childhood trauma and little things that I have been through. Just I always knew that, you know. I was going to get saved by, whether mm-hmm. I was crying, whether I was just like, I always felt a sense of calmness mm-hmm. and I believe that came from him instilling me like God is real. God is protecting you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to incorporate that in my kids. I don't take them to church with me, but my same grandfather that took me to church as a kid takes them to church. With oh, me. oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you what know, is that? Um, just working and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So okay. it's like, yeah.
3: Do they have an option to not go? Or is he saying if it happened to your mama, it's gonna happen to y'all too? Well,
4: no, they're excited to go because it's like something that mm-hmm. they look forward. Okay, to. Okay, so like, it's passed good. down. Mm-hmm. It was passed down. Okay, that's my oldest daughter. She's 15 now. She's been going since she was little. So mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's like they so incorporate day. Sunday and then dinner afterwards and yeah. something. Mm-hmm. So it's like fun. You yeah, know? that's what's up. So I kind of make sure I follow up behind and be like, you know, we're gonna pray before we eat, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I admit I can't do better. Mm-hmm.
2: But also, we also we also have to know, too, uh, with everybody at this table being um, religious in some sort or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, church is not a building. It's not. Like you said, church could be at your kitchen table yeah. um, mm-hmm. praying with your kids or, you know, reading the Bible or whatever thing like that. Mm-hmm. I think for whatever reason our generation thinks of it like that because just like you said, like, you went to church with your grandparents mm-hmm. or whatever like that. Like, we didn't have a choice. We went to Sunday school after yeah. after Sunday school. Then we went to church. Then we went to the Usher Bean after church. <laughs> oh, Sundays was a long day. Hey, Mom, sorry. Right. But, you know, I'm right. Sunday was a long day for us or whatever, but like, I, I like go, the
0: musicals.
2: Um, I used
1: to like the Oh, were, we did. We, know, yeah, yeah, we would always had the, the choirs, musicals. We get together at one church and that stuff. Yes. Kind of, like yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I, I definitely. That was those. my anchor right there. Mm-hmm. If they gonna
3: sing. Yeah, I'm there. I pull up. I'm yes. at church. That the revival. <laughs> but,
2: I mean, that's what the revival. Yeah. You know, the revival that started on Friday went on through Sunday yeah. or whatever. But our generation does have to bring more of that knowledge. For I feel like kids won't run from the building. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you don't have to sit in this you know Pacific place every Sunday at 10 a.m. to know God
4: right. or whatever.
2: Uh, one thing that uh, I clapped as soon as I read it, um, I'm really into uh, books or whatever, so I yes. developed, I actually like made up a voice for you in my head. It's a habit when I read books or whatever, but uh, when you put pride is the devil. Yeah. I said, now nah, she don't stop speaking to me <laughs> because my God, <laughs> like she really? is putting out, yes. When right because I don't man. think it's so crazy to me how it is like. How one, how prideful this society has become. Yeah. Um I don't think people remember in the Bible what happened to the prideful society. He cleared them out or whatever. So when you touched on that and, uh, you know, we are going to the story that it was in or whatever, I was like, she gets it. She really understands. Like, she's not picking and, you know, deciding, like, what's going to be nice and what's not. Like, you're hitting everybody with real facts Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then tying it into, like you said, generational curses. All of this comes from somewhere. Pride is definitely the devil.
3: My thing before we probably start going through the chapters Mm is when I hear a young woman religious and you got your um, daughter on the right path, I always wonder, like, how hard was it in them impressionable years to own it? Mm -hmm. Because, like, some of us did grow up in the church. Kim, myself, my grandmother, my mother didn't play around. Sir D. Legend over here. Maybe even Chris, and it's cold. Um, How was that in those years where it probably didn't Look so cool or be so cool because I knew like it was always that nervous feeling when they yeah. knew he was a church yeah. boy. Mm-hmm.
4: I kind of drifted away in my teenage years. You know, because mm-hmm. you know, when you go to okay, I'm um, spending night out on a weekend mm-hmm. and you're going to juke parties, skate parties, yeah. and it's like, okay, yeah, I can't go this weekend. So it's like my teenage years, I did kind of drift off. Oh, okay. I didn't start going back into I experienced trials and tribulations in my 20s, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, look, I gotta go back
1: to God. That Amen. sounds cold. Okay. Then we're going to talk about some of those uh, trials and tribulations because you talk about um, hitting rock bottom. Yeah. But I want you to explain why pride is the devil. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason I want you to explain that is because people use the word pride mm-hmm. in a, uh, like it's good. Yes. And and, and people, one thing you can go back and as we've done other shows and someone said, you know, you go back to those people going to go back to those shows and they want to cancel you. Well, you never want to hear me say that I was prideful. Pride, um,
4: what makes me mad about social media is the quotes and the memes. It's like you got one time to play with me or I mm. don't accept apologies. And it's like. That's pride because yep. you're going to have to come back around the block and apologize to somebody. So, you don't really have to be forgiven. It. So it's like all that is really pride. And it's just like that's why our friendships don't last. Relationships don't last. It's all pride. Pride is the devil. It keeps you from bettering yourself. Mm-hmm. It keeps you from seeing your mistakes and your flaws as well. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pride. No. Never. Never prideful here. No. No pride. And I appreciate you for saying that. Um, I ask a
0: good question. Yes, I don't. I, I know we got you got to go pivot, but I want to pivot right to the end when you talk about childhood trauma. And um, one of the one thing I love well, about your book, I like how you have it's kind of like a, it's you have a you have a story and you have an application, you have a process for us, but at the end you have a prayer. Um, but with childhood trauma, uh, one of the things that, that stood out to me was it was saying that uh, you as a you grow up, you be forty five year old forty five years old living in a ten year old living in a ten year old a mm-hmm. mindset, but also you. Um, you take away things as a child that you you think about and as you get older you you still hold those grudges keep so to talk about that and how, um, how how can one or how can people heal from childhood trauma what's, what's the best way of healing from childhood trauma
4: I feel like you cannot heal what you don't reveal Come on and people just put it in the back of their brain and it's like with men you taught not to cry you talk not to deal with it and they they have the most childhood trauma is men because you mm-hmm. just taught not to deal with it and women as well. But I feel like you just cannot heal from it until you just sit down and talk about it and get through it, no matter how bad it is. And I like that this generation goes to counseling. Yes. Like this generation, really? you know, back Take in the day, it's like, therapy. <laughs> it's like you don't talk about nothing outside of this household. <clears> throat> Everything throat> yep. is a secret. Mm-hmm. You better not tell. But now it's like people talking about it. Like, okay, I'm going to therapy. I'm happy to talk about this. we going to women's empowerment events. Mm-hmm. We all sitting around crying, talking about what we didn't mm-hmm. been through. Um, that's the only way you can heal from it. And one one of
0: the things where the application, said uh, go to therapy. That's something my myself, and my four brothers have done, and we and we're, it's so it's so cathartic and it's so like so great because we're able to say, hey, this is what happened. We don't want to blame, we can't blame my parents because they did the best that they could. Right. But this is how we're going to communicate. how we're going to heal. And we're going to communicate through it. I can't wait to get my brothers copies of your book.
2: Thank you, I appreciate that. So as um, as it as it has been pointed out, your book is actually wrote like you said, like a journal. Mm -hmm. So it's wrote uh, for people to use it as a journal or for affirmations and things like that. And what was being explained is that with every story, she has an application, an affirmation, a scripture, a prayer, and then a place for you to journal Mm -hmm. to basically get out what you got from, I'm assuming, the story. Right. I'm Um, walking
4: you through the healing process. Now you you need to open up and write it down.
2: Love that. Um, because a lot of people don't understand how how relieving yeah. journaling is. Exactly. I have literally been journaling since I was a junior in high school. So I, I get it. But um, now we're going <laughs> to jump into some of these stories. Now, um, when you were choosing where to start and where to write, were you pulling from personal experience? Were you pulling from things you had seen and heard through
4: uh, growing up with all of these different steps? Uh, some are personal experiences. Okay. Some are um, traits that I have seen in other people mm-hmm. and they just don't know why they're that way. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I see it but then it's like I don't want to say it because it's like who are you to tell me that mm-hmm. I'm fucked up? Who are you mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. say like you don't know my fucking family. Who is you to tell me this? Right. So it's like uh, now I mean, let me just you know, I see deeper in people. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like I'd rather not say nothing but then some of it is personal as well.
3: Kim mm-hmm. actually stole my very next question, like, um I wanted to know like are these personal, are these fictitious, or this are these like pool? some of them are in
4: general. But <clears throat> I feel right. like they're all topics that, you know, are mostly in the family.
3: Mm-hmm. Because man, what we not gonna do is tell y'all everything about it because we want y'all to go back Mm -hmm. we're gonna touch on some of it, kind of like like what y'all be to go out and get the book but my favorite that i hope i'm not giving away because this is my one that i'm gonna debate you on Mm. was the um what you say this don't leave the house basically the story Mm. with the 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 how do i say it without giving it away Everybody got that uncle that you just don't leave your kids around mm-hmm. that had that problem. So I think you know yeah. which one. Mm-hmm. What puzzled me about that is it incites the rage. Of a man who wants to protect, and you found absolution for them, and it, it made me mad. Like, I know, like, okay, I know how this is gonna go. Let me get to the end and see yeah. what her mm-hmm. symptoms are, how she's gonna diagnose him, and you found forgiveness within him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is where religion starts to bother me because I know he sits high and looks low. But as you heard me say on other shows, you may or may have not been on on the same day. I'm a vigilante. Mm-hmm. So I sometimes need justice. <laughs> so in regards to finding healing for that person. Yeah. How hard was that for you to believe And I'd say I don't believe you, but like mm-hmm. how hard... Do you have to dig deep to forgive that type of person? Because that's the one out of every... So, I can't find the forgiveness. Right, I never could. And that's
4: the one I mentioned about the R. Kelly work. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Um, I like that I used it that um, kind of comparison. Mm. Mm-hmm. By saying that, you know... It was done to him. Right. It really was the. Does it make it right? No, it does not make it right. But at the same time, that was 100% a generational curse.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, I just, and I get it. Because I watch SVU criminal. And you know it. You see it. And not to make lighter SVU kind of changing your mind on a lot of stuff when you see it from the victim's mm-hmm. end. I just, like, once you do it to somebody else that's all I can see and I don't know if that's prideful or not but I only see red and I find it hard to forgive so like even the scripture it was beautiful Mm -hmm. I'm like this is not enough for me (laughs) To not
4: judge. Now that God. type of anger you gotta take the guy. Out. Okay, they so you're ain't gonna take it. I will like, to take the guy. I was in the right a journal the like, like hey, this. Ain't working.
3: working. It's not working.
2: not working. You know you gotta
4: take that to God. You know,
2: for me that particular story also stood out. But I think the thing that like I guess calmed me is when you said that there this is not me forgiving you know the, 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 what this person did like who do we blame do we blame this person or do we you know blame them for not finding help mm-hmm. so it's still to True. me wrap back around to what your entire book was pushing yeah. which is going to get the help that was needed mm-hmm. so of course anger of course uh, you know you, a lot, you know, sometimes them uncles didn't make it out the house. I'm yeah, gonna be honest. Kind of like, You know, that's something the black know, communities no. really don't talk about or whatever. Like, it was might have been suppressed through the years or whatever like that. Well, don't say nothing to this, that, like that, or whatever. Right. But then all of a sudden, a uncle might have ended up missing. And, we Our, and what happened to such and such? Don't ask. Don't ask. Right. And it's like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, You, people deal with you know trauma in different ways, but I love the point of her not forgiving, not making excuses, saying we can't judge this person. This person has to be judged one by the mighty high, and go get your own help.
4: Grace to people, exactly. Uh You extend grace. Interesting, and that's and like you said that anger that's hard depending on the level of the sin and the level yes. of what the person has done so that's walking in the flesh and not like of godly because mm. when you walk in God you forgive any and every
3: and, and that's beautiful. I know Yeah, That's beautiful.
4: Not, the, oh, say, no, I'm not saying that. I didn't say I didn't
3: take anything. I want to say. walk
4: like that eventually, right. but at this point, no, nah, I still get mad. Oh my oh, mama, mama love. Time you can watch
3: next year. <laughs> now, you're gonna get the book. Now we
2: know like uh who said we don't wanna break down um everything because we definitely want uh people to buy the book and read it. But one that I kinda wanted to touch on was uh Kevin the Addict. Okay. And the reason that I wanted to touch on it or whatever, because um, drugs has been such a uh, thing in black culture man, uh, or whatever, um, basically something that was given to us. And then, unfortunately, it just, you know, destroyed communities, destroyed families and things like that. But from your take, you think this is a generational curse. Mm-hmm. You think that this particular thing that has been, you know, basically kind of given to us has trickled down Absolutely. through the family. Mm-hmm. Kind of explain that.
4: Um I think Snowfall can explain.
0: She knows to my
4: If You don't know anything about how the drug mm. destroyed the black communities. Please watch Snowfall. Yes. Right. It just shows you what Everything. it is. And as far as the generational curse aspect, it's more of an addiction and I like that I mm. put that, okay? People are not on crack cocaine like they was back in the day, but right. popping pills and Drink and lean. That's still a form of addiction. And that's still a form of a generational curse. If that addiction runs in your family.
3: And that's so crazy. Because psychologically. As they read the chapter. They're going to sit there like. No. This is not in my DNA. But. Somehow it's around you. You, have,
2: a
4: addictive, 30, you have addictive
2: behavior. Yes, and that's a generational curse. Got it. So that okay. That's that's what I was trying to tie together. So the addictiveness that they might have seen growing up is what you're tying to the okay in tying to the curse, which ties to them, like you said, popping pills or something mm-hmm. like that. Okay.
1: Where does um, accountability and gen and general curse meet? So. You understand what I mean? So when you, we can say that something is a generational curse mm-hmm. like addiction, but um, I've never done drugs, and I had plenty of drug addicts around me. Mm-hmm. You know, so when can when when can someone? That's what I mean by you know taking accountability, you know making the right choice, and not really succumbing to. You know, a generational curse. Um,
4: like you said, accountability and also favor. Favor mm-hmm. from the Lord. Mm-hmm. That removed that out your whole body.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So I'm a piggyback with that because as he say, like, but <clears throat> I grew up in the projects. Him not too far from it. We've seen it. And mm-hmm. where, when you say the favor and the forgiveness that come from the Lord... Well, and it might be Shades of Pride. I'm going to beat you to it for you say. Hmm. I kind of get offended that they can use the generational curse as a crutch. Whereas I will, if you saw one of our shows, the one I did with Tony, whereas I... If I live next door to you, your excuses ring hollow on me. I've seen the same thing you've seen. I live where you live. Why did I do this and you did that? Mm-hmm. So, like, I saw the effects of drugs and alcohol, and I knew I just didn't want it to be me. So, am I to be lauded as escaping me, or was I just more strong? You had a
4: stronger mind frame to so discover okay. that no matter what, mm-hmm. you did not want to become
3: that. Okay, mm-hmm. without even knowing, you said. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't let my environment dictate to me because, yeah, you're when, not a
4: product of your environment.
3: When you put the scripture to that, and I was like, well, you know, most addicts, because like we know, Reagan threw it out there. Yep. He in his hands don't remember if he did it. I looked at addicts like you kind of had a choice. Not the first generation right. the families. The first, like, no. Yeah, the first generation. No. 90s when. Where you kids And what you say Everything come back around See 90's Early 2000's We sold you the drugs Mm -hmm. But now y'all Do the drugs And it confuses me Right. Right So It was hard for me To understand Anybody in the Late 20's No Early 30s to a 40s, you can't talk to me about having an addiction. Because I'm going to say, I know your mama, your daddy, your auntie, your uncle did drugs in front of you. And you saw how they was talked about, discarded from the family. So, that's why when you put the scriptures, to I'm like, no, in my era, I can't find the... Reasoning as to why when you saw what had happened, but you attributed it to my strong mindset. Yeah, and some people
4: have a weaker flesh as well, and then mm-hmm. some of it is strictly generational curses.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, there's a part on the back of the book where you said, "I moved from being rock bottom to living a life filled with joy and peace." My journey includes a promise I made to myself. If I make it through this, I'll tell my story to motivate and encourage other people. So if you could expound on being rock bottom to now and talk about you being a nurse. So I know you see a lot of different Ooh. things mm-hmm. on a daily basis that change from minute to minute. And I know they have more things uh, about the chapters coming up. But expound on that for me, please.
4: I would say that rock bottom would just... Feeling empty and not knowing who I really am and mm-hmm. what I really want and what really makes me happy. So I would say just tapping into that. after What like, age, though?
1: What age is rock bottom for you?
4: Probably a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm 34, so I would say, like, after 30, it just was like, I feel blah. Like, what am I doing, okay? Right. I'm blessed to be a nurse. I'm blessed to have that foundation to take care of my kids. But what makes me happy? Mm-hmm.
1: Who so am do I? you feel rock bottom while being a nurse?
4: yeah oh wow yeah. okay mm-hmm. see when you say rock bottom that's being honest with yourself mm-hmm. like it ain't like i'm out here stripping on drugs alcohol <laughs> mm-hmm. in the club like when people say rock bottom they think like oh, you, Aria, you I really, did I was, what's she doing like you really fucked up out here but mm-hmm. that wasn't the case it just was like a sense of feeling empty inside mm-hmm. and it's just like day-to-day working and taking the kids and it's just like who are you what do you want mm-hmm. So after trying several things, I was like, okay, no, nah, that's not for me. Life insurance, real estate, and it's just like these different avenues not really making me happy. Mm-hmm. So let me tap deeper into myself and, you know, God led me back to writing. Mm-hmm.
3: That's interesting because, as I say, it was an interesting um, kind of debate based on the wheel Instagram about I can't make Jada happy. She got to be happy first. Mm-hmm. And I took offense to that like Will. And speaking to you ladies, before we started the last show, like, well, I'm her man, so I should be able to make her happy. So hearing you say that in the midst of a marriage and everything, was there anything your husband could have did to pull you out of that place? I always want to know Looking that.
4: back now, probably not. Probably you know, not. You know, when you're going through it, you want to blame everybody else and you want to be a punching bag to other people and say, oh, you're not doing this or you're not. But it really, it's strictly within yourself. Absolutely. So, once
3: again, you got to identify that. So, as a woman, to kind of follow it up, if I came to you and said this as a husband, boyfriend, or whatever, would that be received the same as we're four, sex set? And I, I could break that down when the camera goes off, but I'm going to Because we know there's certain things y'all can say and get away with that we can't. And even though you said men kind of are traumatized because we told we can't show these type of feelings. Right. I'm wondering if I addressed my woman and was like, man, I'm at this place. Um, I got to figure it out and you receive that way. And that's
4: kind of probably the uh, part of the segment that kind I kind of held on to with Will and Jaden when he said that mm. what led to the separation was that you know what you go be happy somewhere and I'm going to go be happy somewhere. Okay. So you get to that point where you know you just tapped out with trying to pin your happiness on somebody else and Absolutely. you're like okay what am I doing wrong and it's like you're playing a victim and you're just like I'm doing this and I'm overextending myself but strictly it's within yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Okay. I'm always gonna like fight that because
4: nobody can give you self worth. Mm-hmm. Self worth is
2: the first step to happiness. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if I feel empty, if I feel worthless, there's gonna be nothing that you can pour into me to rise my cup. I am.
4: It's just not possible. So we're taught that you're supposed to automatically be happy once you get the title as a wife. Why- exactly on, once that. you get the title of a career. Yes. And it's really not about a that. It's money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. taught that that automatically is supposed to make you happy and then when you get to that point and you still not happy, you're like, what the fuck? Like am I ungrateful? <laughs> am I mm-hmm. not counting my blessings? But you just gotta tap within yourself to pull it up out of you. Come
1: on. We are here with Chantrice Marshall, black author, first-time author. I'm not cursed, or am I? Get the book, uh, queenschantrice.com, Amazon, and what was the other thing you said? Barnes & Barnes & Noble. There's seven left on Amazon.
3: So that means she's moving units.
1: Get so to it. Great, great, great. I know we have more stuff uh, from uh, Kim And Huli, I want to ask, what does being cursed mean? What does what what do you think being cursed is? We got. It just seems so bad when you say, you curse. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody cast a <laughs> spell. Yeah, I, I, I'm,
4: I'm going to lie, the word curse is curse. Mm-hmm. Now that I can't take away from mm-hmm. because curse is a generational curse. Mm-hmm. So it's something that you automatically fell into without even knowing that you fell into that went back generations and generations. Mm-hmm. And generational curse fell from sins and temptation of the devil mm-hmm. that we, the choices, it fell into the choices that we are tied to. Mm-hmm. So somebody made a bad choice and it kept going and it kept going and it kept going. And it passed over over to different levels of sins. Wow. That facts.
2: She told you what the curse was. Yeah,
1: you got, it. You got it together.
2: Okay. <laughs> um, one, another story that I think that is so relevant, uh, Especially now. Wow. Uh, you finna sing my love.
3: woman hater. Oh, okay, no. Oh. Well, you know why I'm coming. Oh, and okay. hey, when I said you be like, okay, because you said now. Oh, now. Yeah. I know, you know why I'm <laughs> the, going.
2: The explanation, and I won't give it away because I want people to actually read her words, but the. Um, Basically, the premises of women not supporting women, mm-hmm. um, women not being able to get past their pride, mm-hmm. which is the devil, yep. um, to support another woman. Where did that come from? That one hit me hard. I like, really
4: loved it. Yeah. Um... That was touchy. I feel like I didn't want to offend people. Oh, you it's, got it's, to. It's, it's so real because mm-hmm. you see women and yes. it's just mad and evil. And yes. It's just like you going to Rome and it's just like automatically like I hate bitches. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to be around y'all like uh, it's too many bit. Like it's an automatic like negative yep. effect when you hear women, women, women. Like who that? Now I don't want to be with her. So it's like once you dig deeper into the root and then you look at women and you be like, well, how's your relationship with the woman that raised you? Hmm. Fuck her, too. <laughs> oh, well, that, uh, that, that'll do it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the, that's do it. the problem yeah. right there. Uh-huh. I, can, I can't be friends with you if you don't respect and love the woman that raised you. I don't yes. give a damn if it, if it was your mother, your auntie, your grandmother. You don't have a level of respect and love for the woman that raised you. You would never know how to be a friend to another woman. That's you true. better look to get backstabbed. you better look to get talked about, you better look to betrayal, all of that. She mm-hmm. don't know how to like or love another woman. Mm-hmm. That's correct. So how can she ever be your friend? My God. Can we I ain't you gotta be like, okay, yeah, I was raised by, I wasn't raised by my mother, but I still respect her because mm-hmm. the laws of the land. Mm-hmm. That's my mother. I'm gonna respect her regardless of what she was or what she didn't do. But the woman that raised me, I respect and love her too, so I know how to be a friend. Exactly. Come on. Come on. Now that
3: was It's always been puzzling <laughs> to us men, like, no jokes, like, women have so much more to kind of bound y'all <laughs> mm-hmm. that for y'all to always be at each other. And then we are we always given this, oh, well, we more competitive. You be like, no, nah, I don't really think it's that. Mm-hmm. And before your book, like, I always wondered, like, give me something more than women always competing, because... I don't know that to be true. And I've
2: never... I've won. Any woman that will look at a man and say, oh, like, that's just how women are because we're all competing... Please send her to therapy immediately. Instantly. Instantly. Instantly oh, okay. Said, a book. Run. Get a book. One. one get the book. One. This is. Uh, I hope life coaching is on your. Uh, is in your next step. I was step.
4: thinking about. Oh no, that. I'm not so thinking about that. it. I've Speaking. Come on. From home, it's coming.
2: One hundred percent. Because you are up here schooling, and then again, like I said, these are short stories. Mm-hmm. So you being able to expound and walk through things, though, that is your calling. It's already. I there. I was looking into like a
4: nurture uh, program about life.
2: yes one hundred percent add that on your. Thank you. Kim (laughs) gonna hit you (laughs) bro. She (laughs) never wrong. Quit because seriously though, exactly exactly what she said. I never would put it in those words, but a woman that cannot respect the woman who raised her can never, could be, a never be a friend. Never. That shit needs to go on the shirt yesterday. No,
4: mm-hmm. if you always beefing with your mother yes. and you always at odds with her, help. How... How that's you your mother. From... That's your whole mind.
1: That's your mother. I'm finna see where you finna take it because I do got a follow up to that. Yeah, oh, it's, it's funny. It's funny that we that we're having this conversation because I was having a conversation with a young lady earlier mm-hmm. and she was talking about another young lady who was, you know, a minor and uh, about how she just does not have that respect, that care to communicate with her mother. And, you know, whatever was going on in the house, has attributed to that. the Whatever, you know, her mother wasn't giving her or pouring into her Mm -hmm. has attributed to her at an early age which, you know, a a mother's love is just not necessary for her. So, Mm -hmm. I I couldn't imagine not having my mother, you know. And no matter what my mother did, you know, it was... The love is still there. I know people who... They mothers are, you know, be yeah, out all on the street. Mm-hmm. You know, you can tell every the whole neighborhood can tell bad stories about and you. It, but can't say nothing about it. say a goddamn thing about it. it, 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 it. Yeah. About. Yeah. So, what 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 do you say to that girl that is saying, "Hey, I, I can't, I can't deal, I can't, I can't, I can't go"? Yeah, she got a lot of built
4: up resentment and pain.
1: Yeah.
2: But I think what you touched on was also more important. And I don't want want it to get lost in transition. She said... A woman that raised you. So let's just say in that scenario, that particular woman um, had a mother that unfortunately the world took her over. Mm-hmm. That there was just nothing really that the family could do, nothing could do to pull her back or whatever. That doesn't mean that a grandma didn't step up and mm-hmm. be her mother, yeah. that a aunt didn't step up and mm-hmm. be her mother, that an older sister didn't step in and be her mother. Mm-hmm. You just be, you do not become a mother just because you birthed a child. Yeah. And yeah. that is and something. Why
4: that out yes. just because the woman your mother didn't raise you, the woman that raised you. Yes, so oh, that okay. is that okay. is the distinct difference. Okay. Like
2: these, who Jesus, please, people. Just because you had a child does not make you a mother. So you're
3: such a saying it goes both ways from deadbeat fathers to deadbeat mothers 100%. and child can take on the look that just as she had, you don't mean that that's a oh, problem. Well, oh, 100%.
4: And I see a lot of men that have insecurities as well because their fathers didn't raise them. Yeah,
3: oh no. That, see, that's more common. Where it's like <laughs> You get this depiction of the black man, especially. I will bring race to this. Mm-hmm. Well, like we had this natural a five father because he wasn't there, and most of our our next role model maybe is our uncle, maybe a sports mm-hmm. affiliation or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you start putting the layers back for what our role model role models tend to be, and I only know to be a man, not a woman. You start you see the flaws in the man very quick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My male role model is my uncle. I thought he was a Invincible, But, like, when you started to find out some of the stuff he was doing, you'd be like, not, not that illegal, bad, or whatever, but yeah, you're like, okay, well, he is human and flawed mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just think what good, what I always thought with we, women who had younger mothers were the mother would look at you and spite you because she didn't have her whole adulthood because you took it up. Yeah. I encountered a lot of women who have jealous mothers who was there probably raised good enough, but you could just see their dynamic like, man, your mom, because you know the mother's still kind of fairly young mm-hmm. and she bring you around or whatever, Oh, that's your new little, little boyfriend. He's like, damn, this kind of uncomfortable whatever. Well, that. you
4: see mothers that wait till their kids get in front of their friends and try to oh, run, let them it and try to All run up them and try <laughs> to call them bitches and hoes in front of their friends yes. and literally try to embarrass man.
3: them in front mm-hmm. of their friends. Man, mm-hmm. I got no respect.
4: Now, how for that. can you not Hold resentment because it's like you, my mother. You trying to embarrass right. me. You trying yeah. to make me feel like shit in front of you yeah. mm-hmm. So how can I no, not hold some type of resentment towards you? Mm-hmm. Is this a scripture? So
3: to fix that,
4: uh, I could find one, but it's, not, <laughs> it not, mean, it, it's, it's probably a, a scripture basically of forgiveness. Oh, okay. so right. Forgiveness no matter what the
2: Bible says, you you so. hold your mother and father in yeah. regard. One, yeah. right. it doesn't matter. Like in that in that same scenario with the mother, we've all been in that situation where you had a friend that their mother was fairly young or something like that, and when all y'all showed up, she put she, on the show. she every time yeah. put on the show. Y'all four, this shit, y'all exactly one hundred percent or whatever. But at the end of the day, that the Bible generally would tell you you still love that mother from a distance. Mm-hmm. Okay. You still don't disrespect that mother or whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't put your hands on your mother mm-hmm. or things like that. So it still goes back to exactly what she was saying before. You don't have to be your mother's best friend, mm-hmm. but you still need to respect her. Mm-hmm. And again, it doesn't matter if she birthed you. If she stepped in in the role as your mother, you need to respect her as a mother.
1: That's Absolutely. Awesome. That. Absolutely. Huli, you had a chapter you wanted to get into when Kim, with Officer Shantrice Marshall. When Kim said because of today's
3: time mm. the LGBTQ section when you said yeah. yeah, I know you just did the look.
4: Because I had to rewrite that chapter what over and over and over. I'm um. not going to lie because that was very touchy. Like I had my pastor I'm at a different church now but mm-hmm. I had my pastor reread that and she just was like no you cannot put that I rewrote that chapter so many times because I know that's a touchy subject. I know. It really is. So I watered it down to the best of my ability. And the ex- she, I need but, look, that's a, but look,
3: she just already got to my point mm-hmm. from reading it versus the other reads. I'm like- I feel like how deep she going on these other ones. She she's not going as far. I
4: stopped and I erased and I. She was like, "You cannot put that."
3: So now, not to unmask the truth that you wanted to put, even though this is unapologetic, we want you to say whatever I want. Back you into that corner, as Chris, our associate
0: producer. Is online. It wasn't bad to coaching. me,
4: but I'm not a part
0: what, 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 of that. What did you want to get out that you so, What did no, you want to get out that you? No, it
4: not, wasn't anything bad. It just was my wording. Okay, it was the wording. It was touchy. I'm not a part. Like I don't know what you can say and cannot say. Okay, and I know right now you say one thing and you just like the target of the whole community. Right. And You're I right. don't want to be a part of that. What, what, I'm what, not what, judging what, what, anybody's I, sexuality. I, I'm
0: buying the book. I bought the book already. I haven't read it or I just read the last chapter. What what was that what was that subject on? You talk about I uh was I born this one? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. 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 It, it's very let me touch you off, it's very hard for heterosexual for females um who just don't know that that the whole environment and stuff like that. And i I've, I've been I was I've been in the community since I was um 2018 Um but I, I I didn't really embrace all that stuff until I was 21, 22. And I wouldn't say that I like myself a I'm a Carl Curry painting member and all that stuff because I feel like I'm a black man first. You are? So everything else behind all that means nothing. I wish I will say I wish. If I can go back, I would I would have had children at a younger age. Now I'm too too old to have children, but you know to raise to raise my own children. So I have kids that I raised. but to have your to have your own child um, today, I was just talking to Goodman's Goodman's kids just to be able to have those conversations. Now that's a whole that's a whole different thing. But you know, who am I? What am I? All that stuff. It's like you know, you're a human. That's number one. But with this. Misgendering this non-binary, this all that I'm gonna get my, my one of my cousins did. They, They're a quote-unquote non-binary, and we, and, but it's not something that was pushed. It's kind of like you know this person was you know sweet his whole life. We knew this from the get like Goodwin and Huli. They would have thought in million years that I would. Um, not would've. a chance in the fucking world. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's necessarily say to say that I if I had a child right now I would. I will not want my child to be a gay man in this world. I, I now that I wouldn't want, I just know what, you know. it's how fucked up it can be for a black man because of a stigma to to put on these pedestals. I would rather have a girl and them, and them being a lesbian than being a gay man. But that's either here or there. I want them to be happy and stuff like that. But I think just, it's hard. I've never had that. I've had friends in college who say, hey, Chris, as well as his boy, I want to be a girl. And everybody knows this person, individual. And I look, i like, Okay. I didn't understand it. Um, not that I can't get it, but I, it's just it's very it's very hard. And um, sometimes parents are like, oh, they're not, not going to have it. But you know, it's it, it, it can be a catch twenty two. So I've known people who went and transitioned and went back. So, you know, I I'm good. I'm going to go back. So, but I yeah.
2: think I think what you did in the book was very subtle mm-hmm. because I don't think you accused. I don't think you or did anything like that. You literally just put out. The perception, of, and that's what, what I right, to perception of what has been said. I could be born this way. Trauma could have yeah. turned how I thought of how I seen myself. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I personally thought the chapter flowed perfectly within the book. Because it wasn't judgmental. It wasn't mm-hmm. yeah. pushing your beliefs or anything mm-hmm. like that on anybody. Because at the end of the day, your beliefs is your beliefs. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what community, who is, what is, whatever like that. Your beliefs is your belief and your opinion is your opinion. Right. But I think the way that it was subtly put in the book with the prayer, with the affirmation, the thing like that, mm-hmm. it was to help. Like, this is who I am. I have to accept who I am mm-hmm. first before I can tell anybody who I am. Mm-hmm. And that is what the chapter was basically saying.
3: And what I don't want y'all to do is misconstrue that I needed her how to go hard. Because like I said, you... I know I may have people guess on which one, like, do what the fuck you want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It don't affect me. What? And I'm going to tap both of these stories into question. When you heard me say 21, you looked over at me. It was at Chris's 21st birthday. I don't know if he remembered the oh, game. Oh, Wait, 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 wait.
0: Do this stuff right now. So uh, at
3: Chris's 21st birthday on my grandmother grave, I still use one of his friends as being the person that changed my mind on how I see gay men. He was sitting there. Everybody was having a talk, or whatever. This before we knew what Chris was going to do. I respect Chris because he th- he brought all his friends in and just threw it out there. Like this is who I am. I'm like, well, I wish I would have prepared for this, but I'm gonna keep on the straight face. But as we was having like the little minor conversation, it was just like this this tall black dude. He wasn't saying too much. You wouldn't know what he was to say. He's tall. I guess he was over here in the conversation. He took control of the conversation. He was like, look, do you think I would ask to be born like this? And we all got silent. What you mean? He like, you think I want to be bullied, outcasted from my family, um, joked about this, that, and that for? And I was like, man, he was like, I was born. I didn't make this choice. I was born this way. That's what
4: I want to say.
3: So it changed my life. First, I don't know about Did you say he experienced
4: any childhood trauma?
3: Well, see, what I liked about him, he let the conversation keep going. Mm. He put it, when he said, he was like, you want to know what it's like to be outcasted from your family. So we know that as you said, you got to dig deep back into the black culture mm-hmm. to see how we look at that. When the whole time as I'm getting older, that same uncle, mm-hmm. it was another uncle that like, it was always jokes that you didn't get because right. you was young. Oh shit, you ain't know what the hell that meant. Right. You ain't know why that uncle had a curl and he was always fancy and you just started of to do was his birthday party yeah. at? This is your 21st birthday party at Giordano's. Oh, I, I was the twenty second so the college okay well i w- who that gentleman was okay when he said like sir it fit, he felt dark because okay, he felt yeah. powerful.
0: Anthony Blair Anthony Blair's and why I know Anthony
3: Blair it was somebody you from your good? college he, he, he felt he
2: felt dark
3: wrapping it up to say yes. he changed my perception because we all looked at gay as a choice mm-hmm. but when you
4: and that's you, what I was trying to get at some people
1: are literally just born that way I think all I don't even say some I say all so, Centrees Marshall, you feel like people are born gay? Oh right? And Antonio, I'm with you. Just... Don't run. Up. We
3: locked in. We do, <laughs> damn it.
2: Yes, we I do. I think I think this. I think what I think what y'all should do is read the book mm-hmm. and, and yeah. let her explain exactly what she's saying yeah. because she gives you two different perspectives. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you can answer on the spot because again, like she explains in the book different factors hit on different things. And she you, lays it all out right. perfectly. But when people say
4: gay, you automatically assume that this person was molested and that turned them gay. Right. And that's the perception that I wanted to turn around from it, that everybody is not molested and then turned gay. Uh, I understand Some people are really just born...
1: Yeah. so yeah. you believe that some people are just born gay. All people are born gay. You all keep cutting me off when I <laughs> But when what is your belief? Some like, people's choice, right.
4: some people's born gay, some people uh was had childhood trauma and it turned them gay. Okay. That's that's that's, that's coming right. from me. Okay. But different get, avenues of it. He say everybody is I don't believe that. No,
3: no, no. Now, so when I say everybody, see, so the everybody in the choice is what if you got molested, then that's a whole different thing but if you're choosing to do it i believe from his dark-skinned friend that could have
2: been like that <laughs> could have been light-skinned like but he felt dark
3: that he felt dark <laughs> and so <it> was powerful <laughs> that it was already in you and that's the only thing that makes sense rationally to me with everything that chris stated and so why he wouldn't want his child to be Gay. So that 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 kind of ties up every loose end and will bring world peace and will stop the hatred. Like, I kind of Ukraine or Russia. Though, it I mean, love that. I, I,
0: I, I, for, for, like full disclosure, I can say this. i um, with the, with the subject of being born gay and all this stuff. I I can say this out loud. So I'm proud to say this. I if I I had I was traumatized as a child, but that was that wasn't the reason why I I, I felt I. As attracted to men and stuff like Absolutely. that, I do my whole, my whole. You know better. I, I, you know I, better than them. You see this? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, that's why. That's my issue. That's my issue with with, with 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 these type of people. But I will say this. <laughs> Life's I, 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 I will. I will say this that. um in life, we all, we all make choices. Everybody makes a choice. Everybody make a choice. Okay. I had a choice when I was 16, 17, right? I was going to have sex with a girl, and I couldn't do it because I was listening to Tony Braxton, just be a man about it. No, 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 no. But we'll I agree, put, agree with you. me? I know I want to. I could, but it's just, it's just not what I want to do. I love and I respect them. I can be what... I, if I can, if I was a millionaire, I will marry, marry my best friend. My best friend... uh uh, G-Bomb And we'll be together We'll be platonic uh, Raising our door Raising our door To the bed together yeah. that's just my roommate
2: oh, That's that what I right. love women that's, that's, that a, that's a good movie uh-uh. do No, no, no Madonna I can't think of the dude name Or whatever But that's exactly what happened They uh, He was gay And she wanted a baby And they raised the baby Right, right So there's so many so, so the
0: aspects of just in life And I was just talking To my uh, cousin I was talking to some people um, These are these are all Kids are in their 30s And they all said We just want to live life Who wants to be happy so having these labels and these stizzles, that's, that's the big thing that, that, that fucks you up and stuff like that. If you're happy, like, I didn't know on my 21st birthday that I was ill come out the closet type of thing. It would just be... Goodwin, good one. this is what Goodwin did. At this party, I don't mean to cut this whole thing up, but Goodwin thing. said, Chris, you're, you're P.D., buy everybody pizza, buy everybody pizza, and, <laughs> and I didn't even know that it was a whole thing, y'all didn't even know because I didn't even, I didn't We didn't tell know, that. we I didn't, didn't tell know. It was. it was just me, and these are my people, and we're all cool, Chris, I uh, good. And I appreciate that fact, because I did never, like you telling that just, just blew my mind, because I, I, promise I, you. I never would've known that, and I know my friends would be that way, because I wasn't ostracized from my family. I wasn't, because I didn't come out when I was, if I was younger, and the my parents my 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 mother's mindset then mm-hmm. it would have been get the f out get yeah. not get out the shit in my house and stuff like that. But as they as your parents get older they are they get they they get into the word and they understand and they end up just loving their child. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the that's the that's the man. That's do the man you thing. think that
1: uh, gay can be a generational curse? And I'm gonna ask you too. Well, see, when
0: you're, I don't. Yes do, or no? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. Because I think homosexuality
1: can be generational curse. Yes, I do. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Um, are you still cursed? Am I still cursed? Great question. Yeah. Um. I no. guess I'm the first one to ask you. <laughs> right? I don't know. Put that in the notes. Are you no, still cursed, Miss Marshall? Come on, speak No, how, No, I healed myself. Amen. What's the remedy? What was the remedy?
4: God. Come on. Mm-hmm.
1: God
4: be the
0: glory. Amen. And then it comes yeah. the uh,
4: now, no, first off, being aware yes. of your generational curses. Mm-hmm. First off, digging deeper within yourself to want to heal that. Because that takes courage and you mm-hmm. gotta rule the pride and the ego. Um and tapping into God. Amen.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. That's uh, good stuff, Ms. Marshall. And the, the setup of this book is excellent. Uh, and it's, it seems like it's an easy read. I haven't yes. read a book in many, many
0: years. If ever. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but in the, uh, in the book that we just went in hard on, the chapter, Was our Born This Way gives a, a, a nice story and then an application, affirmation, scripture, and then we pray. And you will yes. be the one to break the generational curse. And that's what this is all about at the end of the day, is breaking mm-hmm. the generational curse. And uh, I guess the first, like you said, the first thing is being aware, mm-hmm. recognizing, and then addressing the issue. Um, and we can always go to God in prayer. And when you all are searching high and around uh, all over everywhere, and you're putting in your phone, you're going to the Google search, and you're trying to do this, and you're trying to find all these lost scriptures and verses and shit. Just go to the Bible. Mm-hmm. Damn, it's right there. It really, That's it's the right, it's right there. You don't have to look very far. Uh, chantese Marshall, it has been. It's trees. What did I say? Shantice. Shantice. I don't know who that is. I got a list. <laughs> uh, Chantez. Yes. Marshall, it has been a pleasure. It really and, has. Thank you. And uh, this has been uh, a great show and a great book with a great cover. And it's not photoshopped. If you take a look, that's her. That's her. I just came from vacation, so my skin burned right now. Okay,
4: okay.
1: I yeah.
3: no, you got the
1: glow. That's it. Okay. Right. Everybody need. I need a
3: vacate too. Don't I come don't. back. Ukraine, out here is good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, if I go to the
3: Ukraine. I'm going. Oh, you, they put your ass on front line. You wait. I know. I'm, You're gonna, <laughs> I'm going to Russia. You
1: going to Spu will make the best friend ever. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to oh. Russia. Chantrice Marshall, um, before we wrap, you have all these different titles that we've given you. You have wife, you have mother, you have daughter, granddaughter, nurse. You have siblings, nurse. You've been at rock bottom, but there's something that uh, you find joy in, and that's acting. You have uh, been on several different uh, hit TV shows. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your acting. So
4: I have done um, Empire, Uh-oh. The Shy, Shameless, Chicago Med, Chicago Fire. I was in an intro on the Spot commercial. Um, just blessed to have the opportunity. Hey, Amen. I'm shameless. You were yeah, in a
1: talent agency?
4: I was at first, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Do you sing? No okay no. do you model <laughs>
4: no
1: okay. okay she says, she says all... I act Yeah. <laughs> there you go we're going to add those to the list and your next book what what is that going to be about when is it coming out
4: um, I feel like before I get to a next book I feel like God has more for me to do with this book. Oh, okay. come on. So I was man. gonna mm-hmm. start writing and starts happening to other things, but I feel like it's more that I wanna do with this book. Like I wanna turn this book into a stage play. Okay. Oh wow. Oh okay. I, I, that's that an would, interesting. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Love that. that
1: would but that would be excellent. Where
4: it's just different scenes of people acting out alcoholism. You know, you got Sarah, then you got Kevin, then it's just like a whole stage play to make people aware of generational curses. Oh, I love that. It. Is, you got that, some people that just don't read. Yeah. and It's just like... I just want to manifest, turn it into a stage play. That is an excellent just idea.
3: Existence. We will yeah, be there for and second. That, that, that is yeah. an excellent idea. I want to say in closing, um, the book is a great conversation starter. If you mm-hmm. around intellectual people, you don't even got to be smart. As good, would say, like, it's an easy read. It's a topic and conversation starter. That's what I like about it the yes. most. Pick a chapter. It's relatable. And it, it, you can just keep expanding upon the next conversation. Um, the Moesha Journal was in there. Put the music on. Come on, right Moesha. Now, cute. Oh, well, it's a journal interest. And as I say, most can, of the... boyfriend. Shut up. You know what I'm talking about. leg. leg. Come on. Oh, it, it is something. It's black on. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to end right there. Like, mm-hmm. you motherfuckers will watch... Pumper House or Vanderhues or whatever the fuck that is Go ahead.
2: Vanderpump
3: Rules whoever that is is right. that white is that white Lisa Vanderpump is white okay y'all <laughs> watch that shit read this goddamn book I don't care about Vanderpump support <laughs> black owned yes. Um, yes support yes. give support. my girl uh, props on my enjoyed the book and I'm gonna let like, Kim who I knew this was gonna get home <laughs> say the real closing remarks
2: no I um this this has been uh beautiful Um, I think um, I read your energy, your spirit when you very first came in and after reading the book and then putting the face and voice to the name I received it. Uh, Mm -hmm. This was uh, brilliant, beautiful. I cannot wait uh, to give my mom a copy um i think the best part for me were the scriptures but the journaling part uh just enhanced it for me Mm -hmm. because for whatever reason like you said black people feel like we have to keep our trauma inside Mm -hmm. and so maybe you might not be at a point that you're brave enough to go to therapy or something like that but just simply picking up this book and flipping to page six you can literally read and then write your thoughts out so uh bravo um, anything you need from this uh stage we will uh be more than uh happy and excited to be a part yes. of. And I cannot wait till you throw your first seminar as a life coach because I will be right there in <laughs> That's true.
1: Find this lady, y'all. Centrice Marshall, uh age group. Would you would you uh Target a certain age group for the book, or how young would you go? I think that's maybe the teenagers. most. Teenagers. Mm-hmm.
4: Strictly because it has that woman, uh, Megan, a woman hater child.
1: Yo, I'm oh, You want
4: to heal that before you get older and be a bad friend. Okay. So but like you hateful bitches that don't know how to be <laughs> friends. <laughs> 26 to
2: 40 to work for you. Yes. No. Yes. No. yes. She said, on she on. said yeah. what I
4: wanted to uh, say. Uh, yeah. I got you. She said she what not, I not, really, not really, not really
2: wanted
1: yeah. to
4: say. I'm sick of y'all.
1: Exactly. him, sir. Please. him. Yeah. See, Kim yes. and I are not afraid to be Kim. <laughs> we, <laughs> we good. good. <laughs> we do. We don't. I'm a healthy dickhead. Oh, we <laughs> we <laughs> Because we our next book,
3: we're going to have a chapter in there for Chris. You don't give no pussy to Tony Braxton, Chris. You should have <laughs> called. You don't. know you're not going to fuck nobody <laughs> to just it. be a man about okay. it. Okay.
0: What's your life? How right. am I alive? That's last night, you know what I'm telling you. Bracket.
3: Bracket. On. <laughs> <laughs> she me. bought me the motherfucking <laughs> DVD. That is the girl you need to sleep I with.
0: I was saying, closely. I shut down already. that. We not doing Black
1: that. author. Yes. Get the book. Queenchantrice dot yes. Chantrice is C H A N T R I C E dot com. Amazon oh. and Barnes and Noble. Chicago native. All of that good stuff. Where can we find you on social media? Queen underscore Chantrice. Queen underscore Chantrice. Buy the book. Buy plenty of books and yes. pass them out. Talk to your teacher friends so they can give it to oh, some yes. of their uh, people mean, yeah, in the classroom and all that good stuff. Uh, for Huli, for Kim, Sir Google Live Chantrice Marshall, Chris is back here too causing a lot of problems. We <laughs> our unapologetic <laughs> podcast on all podcast platforms and all social media platforms. Thank you all for joining us. What a conversation! Congratulations and God
4: bless
1: you. You